0: joining me this is christina and this is my opinion okay now i'm still working on an introduction please help me out guys you know i'm getting a creative blog especially right now that we're in mercury and retrograde i've been postponing and postponing this podcast situation and now i'm here and it's mercury and retrograde and it's just all the drama all the tea all the action all the cows it's everywhere um including here okay now You know, I don't know if you guys seen the trailer that I did for this podcast, but if not, we're just going to go ahead and be chismeando, guys. We're going to be talking about everything that I want to talk about because, you know, it's my opinion. And, um, you know, yeah, let's get started, okay? Now, I've had a long weekend I've had a lot of days off and by a lot I mean four days so thank you founding fathers for giving us July 4th although I did not celebrate at all I went to go watch Midsummer, and I was really happy about that because it's honestly such a great movie Ari does an amazing job um Hitter Terry is in Midsummer are two iconic movies and honestly I just feel like he is giving us so much Um, good quality horror uh, I know that right now with Annabelle, with all these movies coming along, there's a lot of CGI involved, there's a lot of remakes going around, especially with horror, and um, I really don't, it's it's not my cup of tea, I'm not one to go spend um, $12, because I go to the Alamo Draft House, I'm not one to go spend $12 just to go see Pet Cemetery when they are always constantly playing it in Sci-Fi Channel, you know, I don't need to see a remake uh, i'm good with the original or i can just pick up a book but um there are some exceptions of course it is amazing um that was an amazing remake we also have scary stories tell in the dark obviously it's not an original screenplay but guillermo del toro he's he's everything guys and you know it sucks the fact that he was basically nobody believed in him you know he was just like it was like, we don't see it. We don't see your vision. And he had no other choice but to leave Mexico. And honestly, he's amazing. And I'm so proud of what he's done. And everything, all his creatures are just, they're so, man, to live in that man's, like, mind, so powerful. So dark-sided. Uh, but Midsummer, I recommended. it. It was amazing. It was worth my time. I definitely was glad that instead of... Celebrating 4th of July, I was sitting down watching, you know, an amazing Sweden festival that turned out to be pretty freaking graphic, all right? And it was the best breakup scene, the best breakup movie I've ever seen. You know what? This is, you know what? This is even better, even better than all, than Sex and the City when Carrie breaks up with Big and she's outside and with her dress and all that like this this is another level like this is something else like who thought of this you know um but i recommend it so i was doing that and you know i don't watch the kardashians a lot anymore but recently because of the algorithm on youtube i watched a lot of the throwback queen videos that she posts on the real housewives so obviously my algorithm is a lot of like reality tv and I've been seeing a lot of videos, and I saw a couple that involves Scott and Courtney. Scott and Courtney are hot as mess, but honestly, and I know everybody can testify the same thing, they are the favorite hot mess, okay? We've seen them grow up, we've seen them meet together, we've seen Scott's alcoholism, we've seen Courtney, of course, of course, be a cold-ass bitch. Um, now, water break. now um you know I yes I have recently stopped watching the Kardashians like they're not my cup of tea anymore but um it's just very interesting to see I was seeing that scene where you know she was basically told they were both basically told that um they were soulmates and that they've been together in past lives now everybody that knows me knows that I'm all into I'm into all that spiritualism and all that good stuff and everything that has to do with past lives and and you know all that all that stuff and it was very interesting to hear that and I honestly I can see that I can see that being true um my thing is like oh my god (laughs) I remember Chloe telling Courtney, like, I just feel like, Sophie, no, telling Scott, I just, I don't even know, Rizzy. <laughs> I remember Chloe telling Scott, I know that Sophia has to be one of the most mature persons. She has to. Or there has to be some mutual agreement. Or there has to be something in there. Because I just don't know any woman that would be comfortable with the situation that's going on in there it's just crazy it's like kim and cord walk in all excited to the room about to share some news about how rob um kim's father who who r.i.p right um is gonna be reincarnated um <laughs> which is great just in the twilight zone right um and she walks in and Scott and Courtney are laying in the same bed, and um, you know they have their kids in between them. I'm not gonna lie. Look, I co-parent, and I'm very blessed. But honey, that was that's a whole another animal, okay? I don't know any woman that would be fine with seeing their significant other laying down with their the mother of their child. Um, it's not about being mature it's not about being um, by being you know confident in yourself it's not about that at all Um, I think it has to do a lot with um, guidelines and boundaries Um, and I think that obviously there hasn't been any boundaries set as far as all of them goes and I personally think in my personal opinion um, Courtney and Scott should get back together um obviously does corny deserve it i don't know you know yes god was a piece of shit um he's grown obviously she misses him you can see that through a hundred yards away or through a million youtube videos but obviously she feels you know like she lost she obviously does feel like she lost um there is a saying you know you don't pick up the the same the same stone twice is that what it is um but um I definitely can see how she might feel like she's in the losing end, um, rather than the other person, you know, I I feel like she is thinking a lot about, well, you know, he did so much to me, yet he's happy, um, and here I am, I, I think there's a lot of that playing in her head, um, personally, my advice is they should probably get back together, um, she'll probably still be cold um even though he has changed so I don't know you know it's 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 a difficult situation but I was just seeing that being played out and I was like oh my god this is so this is so dramatic you know just just I I just feel I can't help but feel for Sophia you know I just hope that they that they just it's like a band-aid just do it quick and do it dirty and do it fast and uh try to keep it cute and try to keep it clean okay um now in this situation it is a little different um obviously we do know that uh, corny would not be considered the other woman just because you know she was there and she was there for so many years um who I I saw this comment about Paulina Rubio she was like um Paulina Rubio dress uh, los viste y alguien más se los baila i feel like that's what happened with corny you know um, she dressed up Scott and someone else took him to dance and you know sometimes that happens that happens some sometimes someone else enjoys um, the p- the growing pains that we put our significant other through and sometimes someone else gets to enjoy um, the actual growth period whereas you know we ourselves have all be, i'm sure everybody has been in a situation where you put up with so much with a person and now they are with someone else and that someone else is now getting to enjoy um this new kind of era for them where it's like amazing and it's like you're like what the hell i just put in so much work um, and someone else is now enjoying that and sometimes that happens and I think that that's what happened to Courtney and um I don't know you know yes I want them to get back together but at the same time I'm like I don't know you know should they both just leave each other alone or how or what what should they do um anyways guys so that's that on that my advice so are court and scott really meant to be yes that is probably true they probably are meant to be their soulmates um all in all i say scott break up with Sophia. that would be my one advice even if you don't get back with corny even if whatever it is just don't you know i don't know or like that's not cute you know like i don't know if nicole richie is watching all of this but it's like if that would be my sister i'll be like girl this is some grown people shit like that's not cute boo you're only 20 or how old is she um she's a leo so she'll be fine either way if she breaks up or doesn't um on to next and bigger problems yes bigger problems (sighs) the real housewives of everly here. Um. Wait, water break. <gasps> the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's over. Well, it's over. That's done. <laughs> you know, Andy Cohen, if you're listening to me, just cancel it. Just give him a break. Give him a one year break. Yeah, just don't go out with a little bit of dignity. Even Miami. Even Miami went out with some dignity. Just, it's just so painful to watch at this point, you know. It really is so painful to watch. Um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are going through a very hard period. uh, Not only as cast members, but as a franchise. Um, Out of like, maybe 19 out of 20 tweets that I go through. um, Not... 19 out of 20 YouTube comments um that I read everybody has the same opinion they're all pretty fed up I don't think so much people are um hypnotized by Lisa Vanderpump I'm a true fan I love her so much I think some people are just generally turned off by the whole f- the whole franchise um and they have been for a while but I think this definitely was the last straw um imagine just like spending imagine for all you Game of Thrones lovers I'm sorry I'm comparing it to my housewife (laughs) universe but imagine that you're so excited for a season of Game of Thrones and that suddenly you're stuck with a season 12 episodes or I think it's 12 episodes or or a little bit more um and it only revolves around the same thing around the same person. All season, honey, that's a one man show. That's not e- That's not a reality. No, that's not. It's not cute. And that's what happened in this season. And you know, people were just like over it. The whole puppy gate. It was disgusting. You know, to use a puppy as a pawn in order to avoid talking about what truly needs to be talked about. Um. Like Kim said, let's talk about the husband. Let's talk about what you don't want to talk about. Um, but that's the difference between these uh, women, this franchise, and the other ones. These women do not want to put their shit out in the open. And that is the difference between this franchise in New York, and Atlanta, and New Jersey, and um, even Orange County, even Potomac they are all willing to just go for it and just like you know you signed up for reality tv you can't back out now boo Mm -mm, it don't work that way um and it's so sad to see such an amazing franchise like the house the beverly housewives that started out so strong so powerful and it gave us so many um iconic moments like dinner from hell um to just fall so tragically um there's nothing there um no character development no no storyline there's no point in watching you can pretty much stop watching and pick it up and hasn't advanced anything um there's really nothing there anymore for that franchise it's really disappointing um, if I could have Andy Cohen listen to me and I give him an advice just be like give him a break give him a one-year break then bring him back next season I think even the idea of entertaining another season and already thinking what's the next storyline um, you know Lisa Vanderpump she's no longer gonna be there it's just it it's just so so sad so it's tragic it's honest honestly tragic and i was watching culture shock on hulu it's a program um a show made by a&e the channel i think they were talking about the osborns they were talking about the reason why they were able to be so famous is because they really put themselves out there and it wasn't until it started being scripted that it kind of started falling apart um I think that's what's missing in the Beverly Hills is that they they have s- such a high standard, quote unquote, that they have to meet. That they're not willing to allow themselves to fall down on anything lower than they see themselves in. And uh, that's really hurting them and that's really hurting the fan base and that's really just ruining everything um personally you know I'm not one to like exploit others unhappiness or other tragedies but uh, there's nothing wrong with a few lawsuits I don't think it's the end of the world but they're not even willing to show that and I think this friendship uh this friend this friendship and this franchise has run its course and they should definitely just let it you know chill for for a while and come back you know ready to go um it's just it's not cute anymore it's just really not cute i love seeing camille um you know kind of standing on her own and, and not giving a fuck about this women and just you know she she already knows the game the way the game rolls and everything so i love seeing that but unfortunately camille can save a show you know it's gonna take a lot of shaking up and um definitely some fresh Fresh air because it's just it's just reached the end. I I believe so, even though Andy, you know maybe thinks otherwise, but I believe so. Water break. Auto radio host talk a lot. I need to know. I need the trick. <clears throat> maybe because they have like intervals. Is that what's the word? <laughs> In music, and all that good stuff. Oh okay let's keep on rolling do 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 who here is a fan of um how did i do oh my god i'm a fake fan i was gonna say who here's a fan of Narwar? i love them anyways um I I was obsessed with him for a while, though. I'd be watching all his videos. And honestly, for all my music lovers out there, this is not only... Nowhere doesn't only do interviews, like, for you to know your artist. Like, his interviews will leave you with a bunch of new music and new albums to listen to. And that's pretty amazing. Okay? I have to take another water break. Okay. Um... I wanted to talk about something, guys. Now come closer, okay? We're going to get serious. We're going to get real serious real quick. Is my city toxic? Was that ASMSR? Or what's that word called when people whisper? <laughs> you stole my goddamn house, Cam. Beast, how dare you? I love that those were back in the good days when the beverly hills housewives were good now not so much more there's nothing left no more iconic lines nothing there's there's nothing oh my god um you know i've been like in twitter and several people have been talking about this and i've seen it from different um accounts you know this whole dilemma of my city is toxic, versus the people in the city are toxic. Now I want to tell y'all something. I'm not here to, you know, stir the pot, but I'll definitely stir the pot today. You know, reading these comments or reading these tweets, it definitely stroke uh, curiosity in me I wanted to know and kind of do research and as I did I found nothing you know I couldn't find anything to specifically kind of bring receipts as to okay this is the reason this town is toxic um so we're just gonna have to go based on my opinion okay guys um, first things first, I think we have to separate, um, the city from, you know, the the people. I think that is important, um, because this is not, um, story like Stephen King, this is not Derry, Maine, you know, this... This is not a a town that's cursed and we have a clown, you know, and we have, um, you know, all this stuff going around, weird shit going around town. Just because a few people fuck you over doesn't mean that this is daring, okay? But I did want to just go ahead and start there. We need to separate one from the other. The town is the town, the people is the people, okay? Alright, now, this is the thing. When I see tweets saying this town is toxic, it's toxic, toxic, I can understand where they're coming from. Um, when I had initially moved to Austin and I started seeing how quickly my life was taking you know, three sixty turn and I was, you know, basking in all these opportunities, um, that I didn't have back where I lived. Obviously my first reaction was to say, of course, that city was toxic and I was blocking my blessings. Um as eventually, you know, I started, of course, doing therapy. Everybody that knows me knows, you know, I'm into therapy, I'm into spiritualism. Uh, rituals and all that stuff that I know some people consider dark side um psychics and and it's dark side it um but yeah it wasn't until then that I started kind of obviously holding myself a little more accountable yeah of course you know maybe the people that I surrounded that I surrounded myself with weren't the best people but what um what part did i play in the whole situation what choices that i made myself to allow myself to be put in that position um so of course the first things first is once you hold yourself accountable it's easier for you to not think so much about the city in a in a way of like oh it's toxic okay so yeah it's natural especially when uh you see so many good stuff happening to you and um the first things that you can point a finger at is wait a minute um there's a pattern here i moved out and now i'm doing so much better what's the what's the t here what's the 411 um obviously your first natural reaction would be to say of course well it had to do you know with the fact that um it had to do with the fact that that you know i moved to another city and of course that city was tainted it was dark-sided uh but not that may not be the 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 true tea you know it may to a certain level but it may not now hear me out y'all one thing that we do have to mention and one thing that we do have to say is this um the city is toxic to a certain level, and that level is that systematically we have been left behind uh, due to the lack of opportunities, growth opportunities that the city has provided, uh, you know, its residents. Unfortunately, because it's not a big city, it can't uh, provide as much or as unique experiences or opportunities as another big city might offer. So systematically speaking, yes, you know, the city does offer less opportunities. That is a fact. Uh, so obviously when you move out or when you go somewhere else, you see yourself thriving. Uh, whereas maybe if you would have stayed, you wouldn't. Not so much because the city is toxic, but because it does not have the same opportunities that, it, that a bigger city has. So, that's one thing. Um, Second thing is, um, you know, there is a very competitive environment in smaller cities. I think we should be compassionate about the fact that, you know, when I was here in Austin, of course, definitely the first thing that you notice is that people don't really give a fuck about what you're doing. It's easier to kind of navigate... Through life, without um feeling like someone is being competitive towards you or like someone is having jealousy towards you, uh. Whereas in other smaller cities, it's easier to kind of be in this mentality where it's like, uh, big bank um eat little bank. You know, it's easier to be in that mentality. Uh, I don't think it has to do anything with being uh, malicious. I think it has to do with the fact that again. Systematically, um, the residents, the people, have been put in a position where they're have not been given a lot of opportunities as others. So when you sit back and you think about it, and you're like, okay, you're at a table and everybody has a piece of bread. So why would you be jealous if you have a piece of bread and everybody has a piece of bread? But think about being on the table and maybe. One person has three pieces of bread, one person has two, one person has one, one person has none. You know what I mean? In those situations, you get hungry, okay? And in those situations when you're in the top, you also don't want to share your piece of bread because you're afraid that you might go hungry. So now, subconsciously, you, whether you want to think about it or not, whether you like it or not, you are... On competitive mode you're it, it could be also jealous mode it could be on you know and just like s- constantly you know looking out like looking and seeing making sure that everybody you know nobody's trying to take you down and I think that that happens in smaller cities again because of the lack of opportunities because systematically we've been conditioned to have this mentality where it's like first me then you because of the lack of opportunities and it was honestly not until I got to a bigger city that I was able to kind of chill because I used to be super competitive and it was honestly until I got to a bigger city that that part of me kind of you know did not show up anymore but it showed up in different ways, like always setting goals for myself and always outdoing myself. Um, because truly and honestly, it is not until you get to a bigger city that you realize that you're nothing but a fish in a bank and there's bigger fish bigger fishes, bigger, bigger fishes and they honestly Do not give a fuck about whether what you have, don't have, or should have. And I think that's very humbling to see. And um, definitely opens up eyes, okay? So, that's also that on that. Now, are people, you know, shittier in smaller cities? Like, are they more like, do they fuck you over more? Or do, are they, you know, look, the smaller the city the more minorities there there are, you know, I'm not correlating the two. I'm just trying to give an example. If a city small, if there's minorities, if there's, <clears throat> you know, even not minorities, even you know, just people in general, you know, that have always you know been thriving their whole life. Um, wherever there is people with unresolved issues with past traumas that's where toxicness will be and not and it is not intentional toxicness it is unfortunately a result again of unresolved issues and not talking and again being systematically mentally not being prepared and not being um, able to process and deal with our traumas. Especially as minorities. We carry a lot of generational trauma. Um, and all of that of course shows up in our grown up life. It shows up in our in our actions. In our reactions. and what we do and don't do. So yes. Um, wherever there is unresolved issues. There will be toxicness. So as far as like to pin it down to just a city. I think that's kind of like they may be right you know the city might be um um you know toxic but to to almost like you know i feel like this conversation should be have with a little bit of compassion nobody wants to admit that systematically they've been left behind just because of the place that they were born but if you you go out of you go out of the state and you look at it and you see it, you know you see someone your same age, you see someone your same age, but they've been given so many different opportunities than you have, um, not only emotionally, but educationally, um, career wise, and sometimes it sucks, but sometimes you know where you're born, where you live determines what what will be of you you know and sometimes that is used as a gas to kind of outdo yourself but sometimes it is so important for us to have compassion because a lot of people they don't know how to break the cycle they don't know how to break the generational trauma so they find themselves being this little toxic bubble or being in in this constantly being put in situations where they're not growing and it's just they continue to be put in a position where they're just stuck and the first thing that they can blame is their own city and sometimes it has been the very own city just the place that you live at that systematically whether you know it or not you've you've been conditioned a certain way differently than other people that have been raised in other places so it's important for us to be compassionate. You know, a lot of people that are that tweet, you know, my, my city is toxic or, you know, stuff like that. What they may truly be saying, you know, is, is I'm going through a lot of hard shit, you know, and I am trying to understand where my life is going. Um, but nobody wants to admit, admit, you know, that they're having an existential crisis. It is easier now, but still to this day, it's easier to kind of... Um, blame outside forces not so much hold yourself accountable i think my advice for all the people that feel that way is um sit down in a piece of paper write the people that you hang out with write what you do on the weekends write where you work at um write what you do during the weeks what what you're doing you know when no one's watching and and once you write all that down take a look at it And face it. Because what have I done to be in this position? That's always a question that we should ask ourselves. What decisions have I taken in the past to be in this place where I'm at? And it's important to evaluate our life and to always do like checks. uh, Check and balances in our own life every single time. Because we don't want to find ourselves, continue finding ourselves in positions where we're not growing And sometimes all we need to do is shake up our little, whether it be our little friend list or whether it be where we work out or whether it be what we do during the week or what we do during the weekend. I think a lot of people have this mentality like, oh, you go out every weekend. You must be no one. You must be toxic as fuck. No, no. Alcohol consumption and um, social social events don't determine someone's growth however of course there's a lot of factors that play into it um you know what are you doing or you know outside of that um a degree a job a title none of that determines your value it's about you know the bigger picture and what you're bringing to the table what you're bringing to this world and what you're bringing for your own self who cares you know who cares um but yeah i just wanted to like talk about that i was just like i've just been seeing that a lot and i just wanted to say like is it personally to me the city the people they could be toxic again you can blame generational trauma for that there's a lot of people dealing with heavy shit there's a lot of people with unresolved issues um there's a lot of people that have never been to therapy in their whole life. There's a lot of people whose parents, whose parents' parents' parents have never been a therapy, have never spoken about what they've gone through. That's been carried on to someone, that someone is now having multiple relationships with people. That person is now, the past of that person is now showing up in those relationships. Um, so, again... It's just really sometimes we have to break free from our own generational curses. We have to break free from the chains that have been put on on us by our own, you know, city, um, by our own limitations that we've kind of been put through our whole life. And even just as something as simple like when we were growing up, just as something as simple as like someone that went to a north side school versus someone that went to a south side school. Ooh, honey, we don't want to talk about that tea. We don't want to talk about that tea because the truth of the matter is that systematically and we've been put a little a little um you know we've been left a little behind compared to those people because most of the people that are going through there um to those schools are wealthier you know and have a little more resources and uh with less stressful situations than us and with less um traumas than us nevertheless the same you know, because once we you put all of us in you know, a bigger city, you know, shit gets a little too real and, and your eyes start opening to a level that you did not expect to see. But, um, yeah, my advice is for everybody to be compassionate towards everybody, you know. I know that um, it can be difficult to sometimes hear that your city is toxic, but I feel like compassion and simply listening is, is great sometimes they feel like well damn it was toxic as fuck in there um but sometimes especially like i said after i went to therapy and i grew and all that stuff i came to realize that you have to look within you and break yourself free thank y'all for joining me today okay um guys thank you so much um i'm sorry but i'm trying to like minimize this podcast and for them to be cute and short i'm gonna work on that um i also have my spanish version of the podcast so if you want to listen to that if you you want to listen to me talk in spanish that definitely um you know would be great and that one is longer but thank you all so much for the ones that uh you know stayed with me here till the end i'm sorry if i'm boring i'm sorry if i wasted your time but to everybody else hugs and kisses and stay cute